Colossians chapter 3, 18 through 21. And uh, we're going to read out loud these verses. All right, you have, I'm reading from the King James Version. Boy, I just can't wait to see what God's going to do. Watch this. All right, let's read this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Grass withereth, the flower will fade it, but the word of our God stands forever. A family affair. Amen. You may be seated. A family affair. I want you to take it home with you. I want you shouting at home. Amen. Whether you're married or single. Let me make the confession right off the start. This morning, one of my biggest regrets in life is that I, I never knew my father, uh, Leroy McClendon Sr., because he died when I was seven months old and left my mother with 12 children, 10 of us still at home. So that's one of my biggest regrets in life is that Leroy never saw me dunk the basketball. That, that Leroy never got a chance to hold and play with uh, Billy the second or the third. And then my second information I want to give you up front is that the information in this sermon wasn't inspired by the movie Shaft. There are some principles, but it wasn't inspired by Shaft. He was a bad hush your mouth. All right, thank you. Well, um, but, but, but there are some principles here. <laughs> See, this sermon is designed to encourage every father and husband this morning. See, most time men, we get roasted 24-7. Most of the TV shows, you can bring up the view, the reel, or whatever. They're always making fun of fathers and men. Y'all got real quiet, but they do. Most of the jokes, but this morning, it's not a roast for men and fathers. This is to encourage you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. Uh, this, this morning, because see, most of us fathers who are minority, we get roasted and put down and discriminated against anyway every day. And that's why a lot of men don't come to church. A lot of black men is, don't come to church because many of our churches, uh, for whatever reasons, pastors put down men. Well, this sermon is to encourage every man and every father to be all you can be in Christ. I'm not going to take the time this morning because the statistics are staggering and very alarming 
that we have a country of fatherless children. I'm not going to take the time. The fastest growing demographic in America is single mothers where there are no father around. Sister Lori Little, who works with Missionary Colson and our women's ministry on single mothers, said over 37 million children live with a single mother. Single mothers are more prone to be in poverty. More sexual trafficking come from single parent homes. Children run away. Uh, most domestic violence uh, and abuse take place with and around single mothers. Where are the fathers? Uh, the apostle Paul is very clear in both Colossians and in, in, in Ephesians that he is talking to saved husbands and saved wives. Let me say that again. Thank you, baby, for saying amen for me. He's talking to saved folk. This right what I'm about to read is not from anybody who's not saved. Now, you single women, here is a good word for some of you all because if he is not right with God, he is not right for you. Let me say that again. I just said something right there. That's pretty powerful. If he is not right with God, then he is not right for you. This is talking to saved people. Somebody say saved people. Not churchgoers. Saved people. What, what Paul tells the church at Colossae is for people who have committed their lives to Christ. And then notice, first of all, notice very simply the duty of a Christian wife. And her duty is simply to submit to her own husband. Some wives say submit to me. See, I know, because see again, see, this is not for unsaved women. Submit does not mean you become a doormat. Submit doesn't mean you become a punching bag. Submit is a military term, and I know I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, Dr. McCowan, hupotasio, which means to come under. A, 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 a captain is a man just like the lieutenant general, general but he submits and come under the authority of the general. So when a woman get married, because God give woman the power of selection, she selects who she's going to submit to. She is to submit to her own husband. Now y'all keep your Bibles open. Don't go to sleep. I'm going to be long this morning. I'm going to hit it and quit it. Cause I already, so to, not to every husband. Let's get, it, let's get it straight. She is to be under submission to her own husband. Well, bless his name. Somebody else said, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You, you, uh, your, your own husband. You see, because after the fall, notice Paul spent more time in Ephesians dealing with men, because we men carry the heaviest weight. I'll get this just in a moment. But because of sin, there had to be order. Sin bring chaos. 
And anything with two heads is freakish. See? And part of the problem, I'll be teaching this week, the Lord delay, he's coming, I get down to New Orleans, I'll be teaching marriage, family in New Orleans. The reason why a whole lot of couples are having problems is the wife don't want to submit to her husband. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have an opinion. Like I said, it doesn't mean that you are a doormat, you are stupid. No, there got to be order. And so God started out with the woman because of the power of Eve. And so in the beginning, after the fall, Genesis 3.16 said, Your desire shall be to your husband. And if a woman not saved, she's not going to submit to no man. And you cannot force her to submit because forced submission is slavery. So Paul talking, I ain't getting no amens from women now. Okay. All right. See. Because you picked him. Amen. All right. Because God bounces out. So that wife, first of all, she got to submit to the leadership of her husband. Again, let me repeat myself. That don't mean she's a doormat. Sister McClendon not a doormat. Sister McClendon is my co-equal in Christ. And when it comes to spiritual decisions, I make this. I made the decision because God led me to come here. Well, bless his name. So my wife submits to my authority. And again, single women, if he's not right with God, he's not right for you. So, but you still got to submit to your husband. You go home today and change your home life by stop fussing with your husband and start one day just say, yes, dear. All right, moving right along. I'm enjoying it. Well, <laughs> amen. Say yes, darling. Amen. 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 Just say, say yes, dear. Yeah. Amen. Say yes, dear. I mean, she submit to her husband and everything. That don't mean the husband always right, no. Because secondly, he said the duty of a Christian husband. We have men, husbands have the greatest responsibility. Look what he said to us. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. And that love comes from the Greek word agape. Has nothing to do with sex. Nothing to do with how you feel. You love her for who she is. So your love of her will not take advantage of her submission. Because everything a man does who love his wife, he does it for her benefit. Baby, what can I do for you? Baby, do you need anything else? Can, can you know, can I mop the floor? What, what do you need? Pick up your own dirty drawers, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's your love. I mean, I mean, I mean, we had a great week. See, let me tell you what. The average bitter woman that's here this morning or watching through live stream, she got hooked up with a rascal who wasn't saved and was not loving her like Christ loved the church. Yes, sir. Women respond how they treat it. If your wife is acting crazy, it's because you've been acting crazy. And whatever you give to her, she's going to take it and multiply it. Well, amen. Amen. How about that? You gave your wife a little sperm, and nine months later, she gave you a big old black. Okay, okay. All right. Whatever you give her, she going to take it 
If you treat her bad, you ain't had no hell, man. You. But now if you love her as Christ loved the church, she'll change your depends. She'll drive you around when you got them big old double shades on and you just sitting. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Amen. See, see, love her. And look here. Look what he said also. Uh, 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 be not bitter against her. Don't be rough with your wife. Some of you try to keep your wife, treat your wife like she's a post in the in NBA or she's a running back. <laughs> Talking about I'm just tough. No, you just bitter. Treat her nice. Yes, baby. I love you. You are the sweetest thing ever. If I had the chance to do it again, I'd marry you all over again. Do you need some money? Here's a few hundred dollar bills because I love you. Amen. 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 I know I'm right. See, let me tell you what. See, there are a lot of bitter women around because they've been hooked up with a man who treated her rough. You can change your home today. Go home and say, baby, if you've been, say, I'm sorry. I have not been loving you. Because in Paul, in Ephesians chapter 5, he said, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Jesus died for the church. You, we got to love our wives enough to die for them. And when a woman married to a man who loved her enough to die for her, she don't have any problem submitting to him. Well, bless his name. Thank you for one more hand clap. Thank you. I'm glad y'all got through shouting everything before I got to preach. But I want to give you something. Change your legacy. Don't be bitter with your wife. And notice, notice the leadership first. Husband. Amen. You're not married, he's not your husband. You ain't got no ring and stood before the preacher, not your love her. Christ loved the church. Well, it's good preaching right here. Amen. 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 Well, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. He 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 he's a lover. Because some of y'all can't clap because why? You mess around and married the wrong fella. But still, you have to be submissive. You can still, if he's not saved, and I don't have time to read that this morning, you go to 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 through 6. 1 Peter 1 through 6. If he's not saved, you can still honor him and respect him. But husband, love your wife. I know a lot of us to see our daddies loving our wives, but look what, uh, our mothers, but look what daddies miss. If you love your wife, She'll give you so much love. She got so much love to give you, you'll never get all of it. And in your old age, like I said, she'll be leading you around. She'll be changing your depends and say, Daddy, you get a little rash over there. Turn over. You turn over. All right. Well, amen. And, and she won't let nobody fool with you. Because, she, because you have loved her as Christ loved the church. I've never been, been trying to be a bad guy. Never still. Before I got saved, never. You know, and I, if somebody get at me today, I'm on, I'll run. If I can get to my pickup, I'm getting out of town. 
But now, if somebody fool with my wife, I'm prepared. I got something at the house that I will die for her. And then I'll come back here Sunday morning and preach like I'm going crazy. Why? Uh, I know he will. Yeah. Well, bless his name, man. The duty to love her. And some of you guys, you better, you better talk to her. Love her. Then, then thirdly, the duty of children. Very simple. The duty of a child, talking about minor children, or if you're still at home, 35, you're still a minor. Your only duty is to obey. Somebody said obey. That's the only duty. We done mess around Red Dr. Spock, and we got kids trying to run our homes. No, no, no. As a child, keep your Bible, I'm about finished. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. The only responsibility of a child, that's why a lot of times children not going to church. You got parents nowadays asking their children, do they want to go to church? Do you want to go? And now, the only thing a child ought to do is to obey. Proverbs 3.12 says, For whom he loveth, he corrected, even as a father the son, in whom he delighted. Proverbs 13.24, He that spared his rod, hated his son, but he that loved him, chastened him before time. Proverbs 23.13, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Some of us been breakdancing all our lives. And that would kept us out of prison. Obey. That's why these school teachers, they thank God for, for, our, for our governor signing and they gave school teachers some kind of raid, but they need combat pay. Because a lot of hard-headed, disobedience children and if they don't obey their parents whom they see, how are they going to obey a God they can't see? So at my mama's house and at my house, my children, you obeyed us. Because I wasn't going to feed you and fight you too. And when my sons got old enough, they had to hit the road. Because they were one man around here. And since I'm paying all the bills, I'm the man. So children obey. Then fourthly and finally, he goes to fathers. Now notice the divine order. Husband first, then father. What have messed up in this country, we got men who call themselves fathers, but they're really sperm donors, but they are not a husband. See, God's order is to be married first and then become a father. Oh, help me today, God. Oh, God. See, this, a lot of this craziness we can, we can, we can fix if, if, if you stop having children out of wedlock. Now, I tell every young lady who got pregnant out of wedlock, God going to bless you for having that baby. You didn't have an abortion. But, but again, wait till you get married. I know sex is good. I can't say that. I'm supposed to say because some people freak. I know sex is good. Uh-huh. But take a cold shower, do something. What? Watch Trump. That'll, that'll cool you off. Just, okay. 
All right, let me finish. You know, just, just watch the prayer of this. You'll forget all about what you were thinking about. But, but, but again, we're in diverse order. And that's why our families are messed up because we're out of order with God. And the fathers do this. Look what the fathers do. Look at verse 21. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Man, let me tell you what. Notice the innocent advice. He give it to the fathers, not to the mothers. Because mothers have the propensity to spoil their children, especially their sons. So he says to the fathers, this he said to them, uh, provoke not your children. In other words, don't be rough with your children. Don't be hollering at your kids. Don't be snatching them around like they men and beating them up. Because what you'll do, you will make them discouraged. Children that grow up in an abusive home, they don't accomplish too much. You know, have a rough daddy. It, it take all the life out of a kid, out of a boy, to hear his daddy say, you dumb, you chump, you'll never be anything. You have the power by how you handle what you say not to make them discouraged. John Lee, in, in, in his book, The Flying Boy, I, I, I referenced this this morning uh, down in Lone Star. John Lee is from Austin. He wrote a book, The Flying Boy, The Wounded Man. There are a whole lot of men who are wounded because they grew up in a home with a daddy who said he was tough, but really he was bitter. And he just discouraged his child. Listen, uh, provoke not your children to anger. Don't be fussing, pushing them around and hollering at them like they're grown men. That discouraged a child. See, I can put up with craziness from people in the world, but I couldn't put up with it from my own mom. My own dad say I'm a failure. I'm a dummy. You'll never be nothing, you chump. And that's why we're having the problem we have it in our nation. Fathers, oh, provoke not your children to anger. Love them. Hug your boys. And I'm being personal. I'm about finished. I still hug my son. And both my boys are good-sized preachers, but I still hug them. I hug them and tell them, son, I'm proud of you. See, that's all John Lee said. All he wanted to hear from his daddy was that, son, I am proud of you. You got the power. You have the word. Stop trying to be so tough. And you are hurting your son. All you got to do is hug him and say, hey, man, chest bump him. Hey, man, I'm proud of you. I, I love you. Uh, you you're great. I, I tell my sons all the time, you're a great preacher, son. Y'all good me. Y'all good fathers. That motivates them to be all they can be. A blind girl one day caught in a fire on the 10th story of a building. She could make her way to a window, but she couldn't see anything because she was blind. She felt the heat. She smelled the smoke of the fire. And then she heard a fireman yell, jump, jump. And she said, I'm scared to jump. I can't see. 
The fireman said, if you don't jump, you are going to die. Take the risk and jump. It's bad enough to jump from a 10-story building high, but the jump when you can't see. So all of a sudden, out of the midst of the chaos, there came a voice that said, in all the confusion, said, darling, jump. I got you. And she smiled and said, okay, daddy, I'll jump. Jesus Christ is our heavenly father. And he's telling us we can jump. We can trust him in every situation. The Isaacs sung this song years ago. I have a father who can. I cannot make a world and hold it in my hand. I cannot make the lightning flash across the land. I cannot take a piece of clay and mold it into man. But I have a father who can. I cannot make a cloud as ascended in the sky. I cannot love humanity uh, enough so much that I would die. I cannot even name the stars or count the grain of sand. But oh, but I have a father who can. And he sits high and he looks low. He guides my feet wherever I go. And when I don't understand, I have a father. Who can and the people of God said amen amen, amen.